Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I am really excited. I think we have a hell of a show for you today. And uh, I, I don't know, I might put the whole thing up on YouTube so you guys can see it. Okay, so... Um, yeah, uh, we usually start with our weekend, so I'm going to tell you about delivering pizza on Super Bowl Sunday. A woman said she couldn't give me a tip on a delivery, so she just showed me her tits. So I looked her in the eyes, didn't even bother looking, and I said, porn is free, and left. So, what is this, 1987? You know, No, this is 2020. Porn is free, and it's ubiqui- ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Okay? It ain't, don't, doesn't hold, flashing your tits doesn't hold the same value it used to. That's all I mean. Anyway, so I really want to get into this because uh, I've been I've talked about this a couple weeks ago about this uh, get off my lawn episode uh, from Gavin McInnes episode number thirty, uh, pussy whipped is the name of it, and I've been waiting for the video to come out because I wanted to clip it and I got to share because this is the funniest two minutes that's ever been on any podcast ever and I have to share it with you now a little bit of a um, a preamble to this clip we're showing you is that it's preceded by eight minutes of Gavin just berating his assistant, his uh, engineer, um, Ryan Katsu Rivera, um, for like eight minutes about how he's screwing screwing up the intro. And then there's the funniest two minutes ever been uh, put to podcast form. And uh, we want to show you this uh, clip, but just a little bit of a preamble. At the beginning of the clip, you can see Ryan has some dip in his mouth, and you can see Gavin notice it on the monitor. So... Let's go and show. Go ahead and show this clip. Madman reacts to Gavin McInnes berating Ryan Katsu Rivera. Mm. Okay, it comes from the same place, so that's not a valid argument. But I, I get what you mean. Oh, that's not a valid argument. No, because is it, it comes from the same thing. If well, I then why is it video? the only time I hear that song repeat itself? Mm. That's the only song I hear repeat itself. And what the fuck are you spitting in? <laughs> that shouldn't bother you at all. This is how a man deals with anger. doing on the show look how red he got <laughs> you're chewing tobacco it's not chew it's dip you just leave it there you don't chew it oh you just sit there and salivate your disgusting brown discharge onto a fucking napkin while i'm trying to concentrate you know how disgusting that is you might as well be jerking off <laughs> that's gross. yeah that's gross <laughs> i thought we agreed you're not gonna do that anymore no i agreed not to spit because you are not. spitting! You no, are not. spitting. What's going in the fucking tissue? Little pieces of the tobacco that get stuck in your mouth is pretty nasty. But I'm swallowing every single gulp. Get that shit out of your fucking mouth and never chew tobacco on the show ever again. I shouldn't be subject to your disgusting, pathetic, weak addictions. <laughs> a lot of listeners chew tobacco. It's the most American thing. I got a lot of support. People are like, dude, yee yee, you're chewing tobacco, bro. I was like, yeah. Do a lot of people chew tobacco on television? I'm not on camera doing the things I'm doing. Oh, really? I mean, but I'll stop. Just you just it. said. We just saw Folks it. at home, this is what I have to deal with. Uh, I'm not on camera doing the things I'm doing. And then you see him go, and remove a strand of fucking tobacco well, usually, on camera. Usually I'm not. Oh, usually. No. You're usually not. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm pretty close to canceling this show. <laughs> so, uh, as you know, like Gavin McGinnis is my favorite. He's my favorite podcaster, and that shit's hilarious. And every time I watch a video like that of his, I, it makes me regret finding a good medication for myself. 
because I'm sure EK can attest, there are times in my life where I was very much like Gavin McGinnis. And here's the thing is that um, his, his, that's righteous fury. And if you look in the comments on that video, I say that is righteous fury because um, we work here in the studio. We work around, a, we work around a, a, a audio equipment all the time. And I tell you what, if somebody comes in here and is chewing tobacco, dipping inside the studio, and I see little chunks of flakes or something like that sticking off this microphone, I'm going to get furious. I don't care what, how much medication I'm taking. I'm, I'm going to get furious. That is disgusting. And that is Righteous Fury by Gavin McInnes. And so I just think that uh, that is hilarious. And I'll tell you what, those of you who use the studio, you know, we, we kind of let it go with all the cans and wrappers and stuff like that you leave around here. But tobacco is where I draw the line. Tobacco, you're going to get your ass handed to you by me and or EK. Just to let you know. Anyway, I had to share that clip with you because that is hilarious. Uh, I support Gavin McInnes. He's a real D-bag, and I like that. I like that about him. I dig that about you, to Gavin. Anyway, just wanted to share that with you. Let's go into talk about Superman. Let's talk about Superman a little bit. Specifically, baby Superman. Now, when um, Kal-El crash-landed on Earth in Kansas, a Smallville, uh, they found this baby. Now, um, imagine all the crazy shit that babies do, and then add Kryptonian. All right, now I know there's going to be some nerds out there that say, well, you know, over time he has to absorb the, the, the yellow sun for a while before his powers start manifesting all Smallville and shit like that, okay? No, I, fuck all that because that just is, it, it's not a fun thought exercise at all. Um, so think about like Baby Clark. Baby Clark would destroy every crib he's ever pit, put in. He would destroy any toy that you gave him and wouldn't even think twice about it. So, um... So say baby Clark sneezes, a cute little baby sneeze, and it blows Martha through two walls and halfway to the barn. All right? Now let's talk about toddlers. Let's talk about a toddler, Clark Kent. Now, you know how toddlers are. You know, they would, like, come up to you and, like, punch you in the leg to get your attention, stuff like that. You know, Pa Kent would get his femur shattered. Femur shattered. And you know how toddlers are all wonky when they walk? They haven't quite figured it out yet, and they're just, they'll bump into stuff. And imagine that if that was toddler Clark Kent walking through the living room, and he, like, shoves the, the couch against the wall and, like, blocks a door, and then tumbles into a wall. And, like, you know, Pa Kent, you know, Jonathan Kent, he must have been up there all the time, like, fixing drywall all over the place inside the Kent household. All right, now let's talk about um, when, when, uh, He'd become more like Superboy. He'd become a little bit older. You know how it is when they get to like four or five, six maybe. You know, they, get, they really get a handle on walking. Kids, you know, kids get a handle on walking and running. And, <laughs> well, imagine, you know, uh, you turn your back on a, a six-year-old Clark Kent. And then all of a sudden he's gone. Then ring, 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 ring. Kent Farm. Martha, this is Linda down at Stucky's. Your boy's in our parking lot. I think he shattered Mr. Jenkins' shin. You may want to send John down here. Oh, he's gone. I can't see him anywhere. Mr. Jenkins is just screaming on the ground. Plus, they lived on a farm. All right, now imagine Superboy. Clark Kent is eight, nine years old now. All right, they lived on a farm. So how many eviscerated pigs, chickens, and horses have turned up on the Kent farm? And they go and they have to confront uh, little Clark Kent about it. It's like, what happened to the chicken? What happened to the, fo- the horse? And like all eight or nine-year-old boys, he's going to lie. It wasn't me. Well, son, who else around here can do that, you know? Let's be honest here, son. There must have been a le- learning curve, and I think it would have been 
like that if you had a real Kryptonian land on this planet. I mean, think about it. I mean, how long does it take for you to get a tan? And that's what we're talking about. You know, people saying that he's got to absorb, absorb the yellow sun's energy for years before he gets powers. That's stupid. How long does it take for you to get tan? Can Superman get a tan? Huh, that's an interesting thought. All right, now, now think about young Clark Kent as a preteen. He has his first wet dream, and he blows a hole through his pajamas, through, through, the, through his sheets, through the wall, through the barn, through Mr. Jenkins' dog two miles away. You know, there's no way. There's no way you're keeping that kid's identity a secret. Sorry. I'm, har I'm sorry to uh, uh, crap on Superman, but there's no way you're keeping that identity secret. So, yeah, can Superman get a tan? I don't know if he can get a tan. What if, um, what about his turds? Do you think his turds are, like, different? Are they heavier, harder to flush? Do you think he might have to have a, 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 a kryptonite coat hanger to break it up? And d Does Lois have to do that? I wonder how, ooh, I wonder what it's like. And since, you know, maybe his turds don't flush, he's always got to shit in the woods. Some kids wander in the woods. Oh, Superman shit here. Or imagine walking up on Superman as he's dropping a Kryptonian deuce. Wow. That's pretty. That's a pretty crazy thought. And this is what I kind of stuff I think about when it comes to comic books. Let's make it more fun. Let's make it more fun. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so I know I talk about Joe Rogan a lot. And because, uh, you know, who doesn't watch Joe Rogan? <laughs> uh but I definitely like to talk about uh, p uh, relevant people that are on his show because, you know, he's Oprah now. I mentioned that last week. Um, but Daryl Davis was on Joe Rogan, and I am, um, uh, this past week, episode 1419 of the Joe Rogan Experience is Daryl Davis. And this guy is a fucking American hero. And if you haven't heard about this guy, I heard about him a couple years ago. I think it was a, c a couple years ago. But Daryl Davis is a musician who is better known for... Um, talking to KKK members. He's a black man who talks to KKK members and eventually con convinced many of them to give up being in the Klan. Now, this is just amazing. Ama the balls on this guy to go and talk to these people who, by definition, hate him. I mean, he even gets critics from uh, people within his own race and stuff like that and saying that, you know, you shouldn't even talk to these racist people and try to get through to him. But, you know, just through... In befriending these KKK guys and seeing and showing them that you know, you know, in disgusting, you know, showing them that he's a person and showing them that he's uh, a capable human being and equal to them, just based upon like a con conversations and friendship. The balls on this guy is amazing, and I just think that he's an American hero and he should definitely get have gotten this expo exposure. I saw a documentary about uh, uh, about him a couple, I think, like a year back, a year a year ago. And um, Joe, uh, seeing him on Joe Rogan is a really good thing because this guy needs more exposure. He needs more press. People need to know about him because he is, um, uh, uh, the first two hours of the episode is basically him uh, telling his story, which is remarkable. You should definitely listen to this story, his story, because it is remarkable. And, um, but the, the, the last hour, Joe Rogan starts kind of coming in. It's like he'd be in his liberal self. And, uh, and you get to see that um, even Daryl Davis is is somewhat liberal, but the point is, is that even though he he may be he's he may be liberal, and just like Joe Rogan, you may be liberal, but he's willing to have conversations with people who have a differing opinion than him. 
Daryl Davis just take it to, takes it to the next extreme. You know, um, Joe Rogan may have Gavin McInnes on, or he may have Milo Yiannopoulos on, and uh, people. Uh, what are the other ones people hate? Uh, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, and so forth. He may have people like that and think differently on, but he's not talking to KKK members. Daryl Davis made friends with actual Klan members and talked them, and he collects their robes. He wants to make a museum. Uh, of the ro robes, and I think that that's an excellent idea. I know there's a lot. Of, I know it's a controversial idea, but we need to remember: not only does it uh, re uh, represent that the Klan were once a thing, and we need to understand that they they are dangerous. Uh, I don't know ideology in many ways, and you know, and it could be whittled down over time. You know, you get to people, you discuss these ideas, these concepts with them logically, and so forth. You can get through to even the most hardened racist. I believe that. I really do. And the point is, is that even though these guys are liberal, they will talk to somebody who has a differing opinion, of that, even if that opinion is so extreme as racism. And that's why I think Daryl Davis is a goddamn American hero, and he should, he should be getting all the kind of a, a promotion and attention he, he can, because uh, that's the point. It's like, you can, you can talk racists out of racism if you're patient enough, if you're kind enough, and you're not afraid, afraid to face somebody with a differing opinion than you. That takes guts. That take, you know, I was, in the, I was in the Navy. I didn't have any guts. You know, if I had any guts, I wouldn't join the Marine Corps or something like that. I don't have any guts. I joined the Navy. All right? And I certainly don't have the guts to go talk. I wouldn't even think about going and talking to, uh, try to talk to uh, black Hebrew Israelites and try to tell them how wrong they are. I wouldn't even think about doing that because I don't have the guts. I don't have the guts that Daryl Davis has. And it's amazing. It's amazing what he has done. Check it out. I highly recommend it. And I don't care how many of you MMA guys are out there. It's like, I can't stand him. I can't stand when Joe just, he's got, always got to bring up fighting in one way or another. To just, I'm not an MMA guy, you know. I barely like boxing. Sorry. You know, because I think it's pure. I think boxing is pure. I don't like kicking and rolling around the ground. I don't like that shit. Anyway. I don't, I don't know what Daryl Davis... Daryl Davis, he also said that um, uh, there shouldn't be a Black History Month. And it should be just incorporated into history, what they teach in schools. And um, I kind of agree with that. I don't like the idea of singling out any race, you know. There's no white guy month, but even then, you know, people say, well, you know, it's every other month that isn't February. I'm just like, no, no. There's a celebration aspect to Black History Month where it's just, you know, hey, let's celebrate this one specific race in our culture. You know, it, it seems, I don't know, it, it, a little racist to me, a little racist. Anyway, I know, controversial opinions, I gave you a warning at the beginning of the show. You're going to get a lot of it here. Yeah. Daryl Davis. Daryl Davis. Okay. Um, I'm going to get into the mailbag here. So um, I have a lot to go through. So I'm just going to give um, answers. I'm not going to read the questions. I'm just going to give answers. Okay. To Radiohead 420. No. No. The Clystrodes go as a set. All right, I know 5K is a lot, but these are quality, homemade Klystrodes. Um, to Batawang69, yes, I've seen all kinds of dicks. All right, thanks for your, your submission. 
I've played sports in the 80s and 90s. I served in the Navy. Of course, I've seen all shapes and sizes, and every single one is uglier than mine. Doesn't mean I like dick. I'm fairly certain that even people who actually like dick have some conditions and caveats when it comes to dick. Stop sending pics. Please. Um, to Kobayashi FU04, Deep Space Nine is the most horrible show I have ever invested any time in. And it, I, in, it's so unfortunate because the only thing I had running in my head in boot camp when I joined the Navy was a bunch of shitty DS9 episodes and Dave Matthews Band songs. And you know what? The Dave Matthews Band songs are far more worthwhile. Think about that. Let that sink in. All right, so uh, Kill C89. Yes. There is an art to the hand job. It, invo it involves more intimacy than uh, formality. Dress or jeans makes no difference. Um, at A. Andrews Jalopy, Betty, dude. Betty. Look, everyone, every man needs a woman on his team, um, someone, someone to get on his team and help him pursue life's most important goals. You know, fuck Veronica. Literally and figurative, figuratively. All right? Don't get too involved with her, but don't get too involved with Veronica. All right, because sooner or later you're going to realize that you're working for daddy's team. All right, think about it, Flute Snoot. Um, Apple, Apple 12. It's Neil Diamond's Cherry Cherry, you know. Oh, love the way that you do me. Cherry Cherry by Neil Diamond. That's what you're thinking of. Um, to Jabberjaw82, Magilla Gorilla would win. Um, and lick my crit 007, your guild can kiss my ass. Wow, it's not as fun as you think it is. So that was a mailbag. Um, if you want me to respond to you, I won't, um, I won't put your name out there unless you give me permission like these people did. Um, but you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com and maybe I'll feature you in, um, a future episode. And if you don't want me to put your name out there, you know, I won't just say so, just say so explicitly and I won't do it. Uh, you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. Uh, otherwise, I'm, I'm going to continue talking to myself. <clears throat> okay, a little bit of beer here. Mmm, that's good. Okay, so unfriended. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I've been unfriended by a bunch of people. Uh, we've all been using social media for a while now. And uh, sooner or later, I'll, I make a comment that somebody doesn't like and they'll unfriend me. And, and I'm sure we all have been there in some way or another, unless you're the most boring vanilla person ever. Uh, but I don't, I don't unfriend people. That's, that's not the way I roll. You know, I'm not afraid to confront people with stupid ideas or uh, different ideas. I mean, that's kind of the point of freedom of speech is that you have different ideas and different concepts being expressed, even the stupid ones. I mean, you can go ahead and uh, um, put me in, lump me in with Alex Jones if you want, you know, but the point is, is that you, sh you should be able to hear Alex Jones and people like him so that you know what to expect from them. You may not like, you may not like me, you may not like Gavin McGinnis, but at least you know where to find them and what the crazy shit is that they're saying. Excuse me. So here's the thing. I'm saying don't unfriend anybody. Don't unfriend people if they say something offensive to you. Instead, just laugh at it. Just laugh at it. You know, people are incredibly stupid creatures, and they never, never stop giving us material to laugh at. 
You know, I was, you know, I was in a bad place at one time. I was in a real bad place at one time. But I tell you, the one thing that gets me up every morning is like, I wonder what kind of dipshit stuff I'm going to see today on planet Earth. Because this world is full of dipshits and it is entertaining as fuck. You know, and so I see this, I'm so glad that this video dropped today, and you can see, it's like somebody, I, sometimes it's hard for me to believe that somebody like Ryan Katsu Rivera is that. Still talking about that? No, I'm coming back to it. I'm not still talking about it. I'm coming back to it. I can't believe that someone is stupid, is, is as stupid as Ryan Katsu Rivera for dipping around audio equipment. All right? You can't assume that. You can't assume that people are smart enough not to know that. You know, people are hilariously stupid. All you got to do is walk around, walk around this planet for five, you know, for an hour, hour, and I guarantee you, you're going to see some stupid shit going down. That is hilarious. And I don't know about every comedian that I've ever met, every comedian that I've ever heard gets their material from the dumbass people that live on this planet. You know why people make love? You know why people like making fun of Alex Jones? They like, everyone knows the voice and they're turning the freaking frogs gay. You know why people know that? Because it's hilarious. Because he is a clearly a madman. I am a madman. Just another madman in a sea of madmen. All right? Holy cow. Anyway. What kind of beer are you drinking? You know, sometimes I watch Gavin's, Gavin's videos and uh, he maybe drinks half a beer in an hour show. Sometimes he does 90 minute shows or 120 minute shows and only drinks one. By my count, I go through three or four an episode. Anyway, everyone, you know, people that I knew in high school, they knew me as a quiet guy. I was a quiet guy in high school. And to be honest, the loudest and longest I speak every week is in this hour that I spend with you. Most of the time, I still am quiet, but all of my madmanness gets channeled into this one hour, and uh, it keeps me sane. Um, that being said, I would I will lose my shit if anyone's dipping around these microphones. These are expensive microphones. You know what I'm saying? I'm the owner. I'm the owner of the station. Partly, I got dragged into it. It's just because I do a lot of work. I, I edit video for people. I'll make uh, images and shit like that, and they're just in case just like you. Run a show for me, you know, make you a partner. <laughs> just like, okay. So, uh, I do a lot of stuff behind the scenes as well as uh, this particular show. It's okay. I'd like to do the show full-time, obviously. So, I want to point out that we have a Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio and become a patron. I may put up this whole video because I think this is probably a good show. It's pretty good so far. Uh, good rants. Uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting better at that. And, uh... So go to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Please become, uh, you know, send us some cash. It ha really helps out. We've made a, a ton of upgrades um, based upon what we make as the, the, the platform FXBG Public Radio. And that uh, value has, like, is getting far more professional. You start seeing we've got a lot more, lot more capabilities. We've got better mics, um, better camera, more cameras, better cameras, more cameras. I'm, you know, I'm the only one guy, so how many camera angles? we got? we got a camera here, here, and the main one right there. So, yeah. But if you help us out, help us out the show, it could uh, allow us to, it could allow me more time. If you can become a patron, 
you can allow me more time to make like patron uh, specific content where I'll rant about a specific subject for I don't know 20 minutes I could stay you know who knows but uh, I do have some pat you know patron specific content and that's a lot of the video content that I've already recorded I do like to put out a full full video on YouTube every now and then just to uh, I'm stoked about the new capabilities uh, we got this new year um, uh, we had the Christmas party and so we've been uh, upgrading stuff with our income since then and we got a lot of new stuff so I, I kind of want to showcase it uh, show just show it off so I might I might up upload this video for free on YouTube if you search YouTube for shock monkey radio or uh, the madman lowercase that's three words the madman in lowercase you should you should be able to find the YouTube channel um, those of you who are listening right now uh, you, you don't know. This is how it works. This is how it works with the show. Uh, we, record it, we record it live, and that goes out at 6. Mute. That goes out at 6. That starts at 6 every Tuesday. And that goes out live on fxbgpublicradio.com. We record the video, and I take that home, and I'll edit it, or you know, and then upload it to YouTube. And you get that later in the evening. But usually it's for patrons only. Patrons will have access to the video the night of the show, usually. Um, the... The next day, or maybe even later that night, you may get clips up on YouTube of the show. And then uh, usually it's like a day or two goes by, and then that's when the podcast actually goes out on the RSS feed. So that's how that works. Yeah. Well, we also got a, a, a Teespring store. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash the madman lowercase. And uh, we got, like, T-shirts like this here uh, and a bunch of other stuff. You know, go check it out. You know, if you just want some swag, you want some swag for your, for your bachelor pad, your new bachelor pad. I want, a, I want an FXBG public radio pillow, throw pillow. I want two of them to go on my couch. That color blue matches the couch. It looks like Booster Gold. No, it looks like Wolverine's couch. Yeah, I'm talking about it's a yellow couch with blue, blue throw pillows. People don't really like that Wolverine thing. That, that one costume, the yellow and blue one. And I always like the yellow and blue Wolverine costume because it's, um, it pissed people off. It pissed people off. And uh, when those arguments were happening, that's around when uh, Weapon X was coming out and Marvel Comics, Comics Presents and everyone was, all these Wolverine fans were creaming their shorts over this Weapon X series. And, just, and I was never really a big fan of Wolverine, so I was just, I'm just like, meh. I like the yellow and blue costume. And they're like, what? What's wrong with you? You know, fanboys are fun. Fanboys are fun in that regard. Um, I like Batman, but I'll fuck with people who also like Batman. And be like, uh, you'll say something like, Val Kilmer was the best Batman. And people will lose their minds. Batman fans will lose their minds. Um, and I always think that that's fun. That's fun. What else? I'm trying to kill some time. You'd be surprised how fast I can read through some of this stuff. I read, I read pretty quick. I've always read pretty quickly. Um, speak pretty quickly, too. You know, if I really get, like, uh, something going, people, people listen to me. It's like, you talk really fast. It's like I'm no Ben Shapiro, but, uh, yeah, I can. Sometimes I slow down uh, to, for beverages. Or I, uh, Slow down to 
Go to the Paul Harvey pause. But my head is racing. It's like, I don't know about your head, but, I mean, m the, the rate at which I think things is just really, really fast, and I'm jumping all around, you know? Like, for example, it's like writing, writing the Superman bit, the baby Superman. It was basically, I was sitting there uh, looking at video, a video of my niece running, running in the backyard, and I was like, what if she were Kryptonian? We would never catch her. And I see my uh, EK son come up and, like, punch his dad in the leg eight times. Uh, attention! And what if he was Kryptonian? Snap. Yeah, you'd pay attention when he comes near you. You think about Superman living in a world made of paper. You know, and that's really what it's like for him. Made of paper. Do you think he could play piano? Do you think he'd get a tan? Do you think... Do you think... Clark and Lois went on vacation. They go to Aruba. Uh, 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 Lois comes back looking like tanned leather. And uh, Superman comes back just as white as he always was. Do you think he could even tan? Do you think that he, maybe Superman can only get a tan from a red sun? Do you think that's how it is? Because that's what a suntan is. It's damage. It's damage to your skin cells. Discoloring them. So the yellow sun probably wouldn't... Good, the good news is Superman has no tan lines. He will never have a tan line. So if that weirds you ladies out for some reason, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't get the tan lines. I, don't... I think of people going to tanning salons, getting bare-ass naked and laying in those things. What the fuck? That's, that's super gross. Well, I was hoping to get a... EK back in here before I move into the news worth no one because it's getting to be about that time about almost 6 30 trying to get into the news worth no one we have two studios here now that's how much we're upgrading here at FXPG public radio EK is running two shows right now all I have to do is talk to the camera and towards the microphone that's really all there is if I wanted him to do it well he's not here so I can't have him do an audio clip, and I'm doing. I want to do a stinger. We kind of need the sound for for the newsworth knowing as well. So hopefully we'll get into that soon. But uh, yeah, if we are looking for interns here at FXPG Public Radio, if you're in the Fredericks Fredericksburg, Virginia area, you wanna you wanna learn how we do this stuff, how we broadcast it, and how we do how we do do how we do. We can help you out. You know, you help us out, we'll help you out. And that's uh, pretty much how we work. We're, we're kind of like the mafia that way. You do me one day, you do me a favor, and I do you a favor. You know what I mean? You come, you come and you, uh, you come, you come in here, you cover an hour of a show. We'll give you an hour of a show. Or you can come in here and you can, you spend your money, you spend your, spend your fifteen dollars an hour, or sixty dollars a month to do a one-hour show a week. Hey, hey, forget about it. Forget about it. We'll do the show. Anyway, so it's time for the news worth knowing. EK's busy. I was just telling him. I was like, we're running two shows. We've got two studios here. Welcome to the news worth knowing. It's, it's exciting. We've got a lot of things going here at FXPG Public Radio. Consider becoming a patron. Consider getting involved with FXPG Public Radio if you're in the area, if you have anything you want to talk about. You know, I'm just some idiot rambling about stuff that I want to talk about. And this is my payment. This is what I get paid for helping running the studio, is I get to do this show for free. 
and it's not even that much. I could probably afford the $15 an hour <laughs> to do it. But I, I, I'm kind of a nerd like that, so I, li I kind of like tech stuff a little bit. But I particularly like creativity, writing, and shitting on the news. So, uh, I don't know if you care about any of this uh, politics stuff, but um, I, Iowa Democratic Party blames caucus fiasco on cock coding issue, vows to release results in the afternoon. So I don't know if this has happened yet. I've been busy, you know, doing a show. But um, I, I don't know if you've seen this clusterfuck that happened in Iowa last night. Um, uh, all right, let's read the story. This is from Des Moines. Uh, the morning after a technical meltdown uh, delayed the reporting of the Iowa ca caucus results, causing chaos in the political world, the Iowa Democratic Party blamed the debacle on a coding issue in its reporting app and pledged to release the caucus results starting late Tuesday afternoon. The party, under the gun and facing the possibility that Iowa could lose its cherished half-century hold spot, kicking off for the presidential primary and caucus nominating calendar, uh, stressed Tuesday morning that the debacle did not impact the ability of precinct chairs to report data accurately. They claim to have now fixed the issue. Quote, we have every indication that our systems are secure, were secure, and there was not a cybersecurity intrusion. In preparation for the caucuses, our systems were tested by independent cybersecurity consultants. Iowa Democratic Party, or IDP chairman, uh, Troy Pierce, spotlighted in a long-awaited statement. In a conference call with the president's presidential campaign, Price later pledged that the party would re release a majority of results by 5 p.m. Eastern uh, today. Hours after the presidential campaigns, the reporters pleaded for information in the massive confusion. Price explained that as precinct caucus results started coming in, the IDP ran them through the, an accuracy and quality check. It became clear that there were not inconsistencies with the reports. The underlying cause of these inconsistencies was not immediately clear and required investigation, which took time. As the investigation unfolded, IDP staff activated pre-planned backup measures and entered data manually. <laughs> this took longer than expected. Does this smell fishy to anybody else? Price said the party's initial investigation determined with certainty that the data collected through the app was sound, but that it was reporting only partial data. We have determined that this was due to a coding issue in the reporting system. This issue was identified and fixed. The application's re reporting issue did not impact the ability of precinct chairs to report data accurately. This is a massive clusterfuck. I'm going to stop reading this article right now. This is a serious, serious screw-up by the Democratic Party. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine last night saying, it's like, I think, and he said that he thinks that the Democratic Party is going to fracture. And uh, when I see stuff like this, I, I can't help but agree. I mean, it's not a good thing. It, you don't want the Democratic Party to fracture. You don't want, like, these radicals to gain control of it. Um, I mean, it could be a good thing because then you get the moderate uh, uh, liberals uh, siding with the Republicans for a while until these, um, these radicals in their party get kicked out or voted out is more likely. I mean, that's how you handle somebody. If you don't like somebody who's in office, you vote them out the next election. But here's the thing. It sounds so shady about whatever happened in Iowa. There's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of people with uh, aspirations. You know, Pete Buttigieg, uh, 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 Amy Klobuchar. You got people with, like, big dreams. Big dreams there. And it seems like Democrats have a habit of playing dirty. Same thing when in 2016 where they screwed over Bernie Sanders. That was his best shot at becoming 
at become at a, at a presidential run. But because the DNC at that time said, we want the first woman president and pushed Hillary Clinton, no matter how horrible of a person she is. And her, I, mean, I don't know how you can even think that somebody could get elected after Benghazi. If you're secretary of state and after Benghazi, I don't know how you can think for a second that anybody in America would want to vote for that person. The Democrats need to get your shit together. I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. But we need the Democratic Party. It is necessary. I want somebody to argue with that knows what they're talking about. So that, you know, civil discourse can lead our country into a progressive future. Progress is inevitable. It's inevitable. And you don't want to get a Republican majority for any amount of time. It's going to, it's going to get crazy. You don't want that either. You Democrats need to get your shit together because you don't want a Republican majority any more than you want a Democratic majority. It should always be close. And so I'm, yeah, sorry, I would rant a little bit. So I don't know what's going to happen to the Democrats. It's, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We need the Democrats. Can't live without them. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. Beyonce and Jay-Z draw criticism and praise after staying seated during the Super Bowl national anthem. Now, of course, this has been blowing up. I'm sure you've heard about this, uh, if you follow this kind of stuff at all. Um, but Beyonce and Jay-Z were uh, among the most famous names in the music business, so it's understandable fans watched them like hawks. The pair, who boast a combined net worth of $1.4 billion, according to a, 19, a 2019 Forbes article, drew attention on Sunday while attending the Super Bowl L Live. <laughs> Super Bowl Live? Uh, <laughs> I know the Roman numerals. I'm fucking with it. I just can't read Roman numerals. Reminds me of a joke. Centurion walks into a bar, holds up two fingers and says, five beers, please. Um, yeah, viewers took note of their choice to sit during the national anthem, considering Jay-Z's involvement in choosing performers at this year's Super Bowl, which featured Demi, Demi Lovato or whatever. Uh, one viewer said he found the duo's decision to sit during the national anthem disgusting. Uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z didn't stand for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl national anthem to make a statement, uh, this person tweeted. I don't think so. I think they, they only showed how disgusting they both are. Uh, another person said... Uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z are both so obnoxious, I'm embarrassed she's from Houston. <laughs> <clears throat> Another tweet, how could you not stand with world, uh, four World War II vets there? 100 years old each. Another said, terrible role models, blah, blah, blah. You get it. It's like some people said bad things. Some people said good things. You know how Twitter works, right? So um, here's the thing. Uh, the British royal family... It's funny how, like, um, uh, England went from a uh, monarchy to a de democracy. The, um, and basically, the monarchy became their Hollywood, all right? And that's what Britain did. It's like, okay, we got the House of Commons and the House of Lords and stuff like that. It's a, and it's a true democratic process now. But the royal family is their Hollywood. And so, um, and that's why... Even Paris Hilton wanted to get Westminster, wanted to get married in Westminster Abbey, saying like, "Oh, I'm totally like American royalty. I'm like a princess in America." And uh, 
And so that's what the, uh, the, the royal family is like what England uses to keep people focused on the, uh, the culture. You know, they think that the royal family is the culture and that's their value. I would disagree. But the royal family doesn't matter. Jay-Z doesn't matter. You don't matter in the politics. Doesn't matter in your day, you know day in the street. If he sits down for the national anthem, it just shows he's a dipshit. It's just like me, you know. Hey, you can go to this website and find this guy, Madman, Madman lowercase, and listen to what a dipshit he is. You know what? You can buy a Jay Z album and say, hey, listen to what a dipshit he is. You can buy a Kanye West album and say, hey, look at what a dipshit he is. Now we know. Well, we know. Now we know that Jay Z and Beyonce are far more concerned about their melatonin levels than what is the right thing to do. You got to understand that a lot of this racism stuff is very much based upon arrogance, self-involved arrogance. And you know who's arrogant? Rich people who have $1.4 billion dollars. You know, it's like Mike Bloomberg is like, I'm going to give, give the power back to the people. It's like, no, you're buying an election, asshole. And DNC's playing along. I don't know what the fuck is going on with the Democratic Party. Anyway, <laughs> I can't get away from the rant. Mm. All right, let's talk about something a little more neutral, shall we? Uh, Mail Onesie debuts on e-commerce site, prompts mockery. Who asked for this? And you should go see these pictures. I'm sure maybe, maybe you've heard of them, these new male onesies. Um, it's one thing better than a onesie is an adult onesie for men. Adult onesie for men. Social media is having a field day over the pantless top currently available for sale on the e-commerce site wish.com. The unique fashion item, traditionally worn by toddlers, condescend much, uh, is being sold by multiple vendors on the site, which features male models rock, rocking the crotch-hugging ones. Could you imagine that model that comes in for that <laughs> photo shoot? Like, fucking seriously? How do I pee in this thing? <laughs> Can I get the pajamas with the footy bottoms? <laughs> Anything. So, uh, uh, anyway, one such item was shared on Instagram by at the Shade Room, uh, which was met with hilarious commentary. Um... Basically, it's a shot of the onesie. It's ridiculous. It's hashtag TSR fashion. Are y'all here for these bodysuits, onesies for the fellas? I don't get it. Um, I would die from laughter if it, my dude came in with this one woman comment. <laughs> Me too. Uh, one of the onesies sold by the seller Boutique, Boutique Market is described as a pressed crotch baseball-themed bodysuit romper pajamas. The model wearing the onesie does confident does so confidently. God bless you. You're a professional, sir. <laughs> you should see these pictures. They're amazingly hilarious. Like I said, you know, any all you got to do, you know, I wake up every morning. I so say I can't wait to see what the internet's going to bring me today. Um, the item even came from a five star review. It says it fits nicely. Quality surpasses what I expected. One happy buyer wrote. So people are buying this now in the uh, customer reviews. Um, still. Many online users aren't, weren't warming up as quickly as the apparent new fashion trend for men. Here's a quote one Instagram user said. If he got to unsnap anything other than, than my bra, it's, it's a no for me. <laughs> I love the internet. 
Quote, imagine, this is another person said, imagine your man coming home from work and he takes off his work pants and you see this foolishness. <laughs> I love it. Uh, one man responding to a onesie made to look like a polo shirt wondered, what's wrong with just tucking your shirt in? Yes. Thank you. You are correct, sir. You know how Philadelphia for, uh, sports fans are? They are crazy. You know who's crazier? Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. Philadelphia Flyers mascot Gritty cleared of assault charges by Philly police. Wait till you hear this. Wait till you hear this. Authorities in Philadelphia have cleared the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, known as Gritty, of assault charges after the mascot was accused of punching a 13-year-old boy in the back at a season ticket holder event. <laughs> Philadelphia Police Department said Monday that detectives have completed their investigation of the November 19th incident. Quote, that investigation, which has been completed and is no longer active, determined that the actions of the individual portraying, portraying the Flyers mascot did not continue, constitute physical assault as alleged, police said in a statement. The investigation was launched, launched on December 21st when Chris, Chris Greenwell claimed Gritty punched his 13-year-old son during a holiday photo shoot for sissies and ticket holders. The Flyers were hosted, uh, hosting the event and gave fans a chance to meet the eccentric mascot that has become increasingly popular since his introduction in 2018. Greenwell alleged that after his son patted the mascot on the head, Gritty got up from his chair, ran at his son, and punched my son as hard as he could. Gritty gets up out of his chair, makes a lunging mo motion, and punches my son in the lower right side of his back. Greenwell told Fox 29 at the time. Greenwell, Greenwell told the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Inquirer his son was diagnosed with a back bruise. Greenwell said officials at Comcast Spec Spectacor, the company that owns the Flyers, told him there was no footage of the incident because cameras in the areas uh, of the center are focused on other locations. He brought the complaint to Philadelphia police a month later and authorities opened an investigation. Comcast Spectacor uh, officials reportedly told Greenwell there's no evidence that Gritty struck the boy and, and offered to have the boy receive autographs from the Flyers players and sit on the bench during the team's warm-up before a game. The Flyers previously said in a statement, we took Greenwell's al uh, allegations seriously and conducted a very a thorough investigation and found nothing to support this claim. Do you think somebody would fake that? Do you think somebody would fake getting punched by a mascot? You know, they're not even saying the guy's name who is the mascot. When they, when they protect identities from mascots, they're serious about that because people can be violent, especially in Philly. Especially Philly sports fans. They really protect them, you know. It's like Green Man. Nobody knows who Green Man is. Do you know who Green Man is? No, I don't know who Green Man is. The, or the Philly Fanatic. <laughs> Do you know who that guy is? I bet you don't. Go look for it. Who is the Philly Fanatic? Go look for it. But Gritty is a good name for a hockey-playing mascot, I think. Gritty is a good name for a hockey-playing mascot. Ready. Oh, we're on number 12 already. Okay, um, pressured postal worker in Virginia hid undelivered mail in his storage unit. <laughs> this is great. United States postal worker in Virginia 
hid nearly 5,000 pieces of mail inside a storage unit he rented because he felt too overwhelmed to deliver it on time, reports said Thursday. Jason Dela Cruz pleaded guilty to one felony count of theft or delay of mail matter by an officer or employee, according to the court documents obtained by local news outlets. His sentencing is scheduled for February 12th. The investigation began on, in May of 2019 after U.S. Postal Service, USPS, officials received a uh, complaint about a carrier who has been stowing mail inside a public storage facility in Virginia Beach, WTKR-TV reported. WTKR. I remember those days when I lived down there trying to get on the radio station, sending my resume out. So WTKR, W-A-V-Y, Wavy TV. Yeah, I remember that. Anyway, uh, Dela Cruz who has been working as a carrier, mail carrier, since June uh, 2018, was connected to the incident after a witness took a photo of the carrier's license plate and alerted officials, according to the station. So he was just driving his, his, mail, his mail trucker, his mail, uh, mail car, Jeep, whatever they are, to the storage unit, just dumping shit. Uh, he told authorities that he couldn't make time to deliver all the mail and felt pressured to finish his route. Yeah, that's called a job, dude. Uh, he said that he first intended to deliver the mail when he found time, but he fell behind and was never able to. Dela Cruz. Dela Cruz began hiding the mail in November or December of 2018, uh, 2018 in a rented, and rented the storage unit in February 2019 for $40 a month. Just do your job, dude. Investigators found 97 pieces of first-class mail, which included mail from insurance companies, the IRS, the Department of Motor Vehicles, bank statements, and tax return documents, according to reports. According to the records, second mail, second class mail included 115 magazines and other pub, uh, publications, while sorted advertisements made up 4,723 uh, pieces. The report said investigators also found one package. Here's my favorite sentence of the article: Records show the USPS delivered the first class mail, but threw away the advertisements because they were outdated. <laughs> He held on to, like, all those coupons for too long. He was like, well, nobody could use these. <laughs> Going postal. It could be worse, you know what I mean? It could be worse. Some dude stashing your mail or going through your mail. That seems pretty horrible. Seems pretty horrible. Okay, now, um, this next story is a video. And you got to go looking for it. I'll wait. Go ahead. Search for North Carolina man, Dear McDonald's. And it should be the most recent video. Maybe you can find it. Uh, so surveillance vi uh, video outside of North Carolina McDonald's last week showed a deer from out of nowhere run over a man heading to his car. Quote, it was absolutely nuts, Ken Worthy, who had just finished lunch with his wife at the Locust uh, North Carolina fast food eatery according to WSOC-TV in Charlotte. Quote, it was, it was just a bit of a brown, and then I saw his face. I was down on the ground that quick. So he, like, snapped, what he's saying is he, he snapped his head, saw a bit of brown, saw a face, and then boom, on the ground. He posted the video to Facebook. So, yeah, he must have went back in to get the video. He posted the video on Facebook, which of a Friday morning has more than 80,000 views. The retired detective... Retired cop, detective. Retired detective said the couple uh, looking looked for cars, but they didn't see the animal. <laughs> "Quote: We were walking out with our cokes. He collided with me. I was down, and then back up. 
Worthy said he wasn't hurt, and he's grateful the deer hit him rather than his wife or child who were walking in the parking lot with him. He said he managed not to spill a drink. There's <laughs> more. Hey, man, there's a beverage here. There's important things in your life, and then Diet Coke is one of them. He joked. <laughs> it could have been worse, he said, on a more serious note, according to the station. We're very blessed. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. It's like, go watch this video. Go find this video posted by Ken Worthy. Uh, yeah, 482,000 views. And just deer comes out of nowhere. And the deer's like, it's like, I'm not fucking stopping. He, he needs to be paying attention where he's going. And he's just like, well, I'm going to have to jump him, jump over him. Deer are fucking dicks. Deer are dicks. Don't like them. Don't trust them. Anyway. I'm, I'm done a little bit early. I've been ranching for a while. I start burning through it. I start burning through it. You know what I'm saying? I'm the Madman Lowercase. Uh, if you want me uh, to respond to your email, you can see uh, on the video below. you got madman, madman at fxbgpr.com if you want to email me. Um, please go become a patron over at patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Um, buy my books. Uh, search for Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's on amazon.com. Uh, I got several books up there. I got The Ravings of a Madman. I got The Bunny Years, a memoir. And I got the three exit 13 short stories books, which are spooky, spooky stories that I bet you'd like. And if you start buying a whole bunch of them, if you start telling people to buy a whole bunch of them, hey, I might sit down and write some more. Who knows? It's called teasing. It's called a teaser. And that's what a, like a video like today is. It's a teaser. This is what we do on a normal, normal base. I'm a, I'm, I'm straight up tease, teasing all of you. Anyway. I'm going to end this early because uh, I really got to pee. Um, so, uh, yeah, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you.